0: Shack
1: No episode No it I have no Radio, where I'm one of your hosts, Sean Freeman, and I'm joined by the awesome So
2: Doom and the Miss Norma Latte. Norma, how are you doing? You know, I'm hanging in here. I think the flu is, is, ramming, is running rampant around my area, and I think I might be starting to get some symptoms. But, you know, I'm happy. I'm in good spirits, so it's all good. It's all good.
1: Ah, uh, oh, nice. Actually, you know, our little Chloe, she had a fever of 104 Ooh. earlier. So we gave her Tylenol, and it kind of knocked her out. But, you know, a, a couple of, last year, my son had a fever of like 105, and they were like, well, as
2: long That's as it's crazy. not that
1: for a long time, he does not need to come in, you know, because kids can handle fevers. So, yeah, I've been keeping a close eye on, on Chloe. So, I, you know, Freeman Mommy went and got her popsicles today, and she's feeling a little bit better. But the Tylenol... Is really a blessing from God when it comes to kids. The children's Tylenol. Oh yeah. I mean, it's like miracle rub for children. So uh, thank God for that. But I hope you I hope you don't feel bad too long, Norma. But uh, Mr. Eli Sodoom is under the weather tonight, so he's not here. But we do have a rock star filling Eli Sodoom's shoes, <laughs> and from the Mega Mighty Show Zombie Cast, we got our very own Tedakun in the house. How are you, Ted?
3: Not so bad. I'm uh, doing pretty well. And 105—that's uh, a high temperature. You know, if you hit 108, your brain cooks itself.
1: Yeah, I know. So, so keep an eye. That's that. crazy. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, tons <laughs> of popsicles to cool her down. But but you know, it's uh, you know, I remember whenever I was a kid, there was always children's aspirin, and I re- I still remember how those those little pink aspirin tasted like whenever I was running fevers and stuff. But aspirin's not good for kids anymore. But I, but I tell you what, Ted, dude, the, the children's Tylenol, even for adults, you know, I've been like had a headache or something and take a dose of that children's Tylenol, and it, it works, man. That stuff's just like God, God's medicine.
3: <laughs> well, you know, you also are supposed to take one a day. Uh, it keeps your heart healthy.
1: Yes, yes. It keeps
3: your blood, keeps the blood flowing.
1: And I do, you know, I take the what is it, the eighty-three milligram aspirin for uh, for your heart. So, uh, you yeah, know, that's always <laughs> in, in my little pill thing where I take. My cholesterol he medicine and my and all my my vitamins and stuff. But I always take one of those a day, right, Ted? But uh, you know, I'm really happy because you know a couple weeks ago we drew a pool at work, and I drew the Patriots out of a hat for 240 bucks. But they got to win the Super Bowl, and they are killing it right now. It's a <coughs> Patriots game is on. So, Ted, you, you're Atlanta, right? <laughs> Atlanta fan? I'm, I or? grew up
3: in Atlanta, so I'm a Falcon fan, and that yeah, that was a horrible season with uh, probably. If you saw that game versus Carolina like two weeks ago, that was probably the lowest point in Atlanta Falcons history, (laughs) potentially. Um, But yeah, I still watch football even when they're not playing. And I've, I've watched the amazing game that happened earlier today with Seattle.
1: That was quite something.
3: And I'm watching it now. Actually, no, I, t- I turned it off. It's over, so I'm watching Die Hard now because the Patriots game's over.
1: Even though it's not over, it's over. Ah, uh, and, and I do want to give a shout out uh, to to Tiger Claw for streaming us tonight. For some reason, my freaking Skype wasn't working right, and all the chatters couldn't hear us in chat. So I don't apologize <coughs> for the people that waited fifteen. Well, you're welcome. Uh, thank you, TC. Thank you. You're, you're the man, dude. E- even though. Even though uh, it was hard to ask you, dude, I appreciate you taking us up on the offer, man. And uh, without you, we would not be live right now. So uh, we, we are... Uh, no we're, problem. We're. Thank you, brother. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Thank you, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, guys, I'm going skiing for the first Ooh. time this week. We're, I'm not going to be here next week, so I'm not sure if there's going to be a knuckleball, if there is or not. Uh, we'll let you guys know. But Ted and Norma... Have, have, Have you guys ever been skiing? Because me, we're going to... It's like the second highest slope in the United States. Snowshoe, West Virginia. And, you know, I've never been skiing. Everybody we're going with, it's me and Freeman Mommy and eight other adults. uh, Or actually, it's five couples total that's going, but I've never... I've never been skiing. I'm the only one, so I'm kind of nervous.
2: You know what? This is my advice, and I learned this the second time I went skiing, and I wish I had done this before because the first time, the bunny slopes were broken, but if you can go on the bunny slopes, don't think you're ridiculous because it's for everybody. I think if you start there, you will really make out. No, start with the bunny slopes and take a lesson. Take a lesson. See? And make sure they give you the lesson before you go up there. Because we got the lessons at 10 o'clock at night the first year I did it. So, <clears throat> take a lesson, start at the bunny slopes, and you will be just fine.
1: Well, like me, you, know, I, you know, Freeman Mommy, she grew up playing sports. My kids grew up playing sports. They got trophies everywhere. And I played baseball a couple years. But if there's anything that I ever got trophies in was roller skating. And I still love to inline skate like me. You know, I could put on inline skates now, go to the skate park, do fine. I you know I could I could you know I could rollerblade to New Jersey if I had the time Norma so hopefully a lot of people tell me that to where I can inline skate and street skate that it that it helps a lot just with the parallels of of the in the physics of skiing so do you think that helps any Norma like like me I mean I can skate my ass mm-hmm. off
2: skiing and skating <laughs> are very different it's a whole nother balance.
1: That's not good, Norma. And
2: you know what? They will teach kids. In fact, which is weird because I didn't learn this way. But when you take a lesson, at least as a kid, they teach you without the poles. Ooh. Oh. So I don't understand the concept of that. I'm not a, you know, an avid skier, so I don't know all the the um you know the turns and stuff for that. But now they teach you without the poles, and I personally like the poles because they kind of help me stay. <laughs> standing up and not crashing as much but no it's very very different it's not the whole you know when you're skating you're sliding your left foot then you're sliding your right foot to kind of get that momentum with the skis you need to bend your legs in a unis in a you know you i don't know all together (laughs) i can't talk tonight See,
1: and and, yeah we were going to go to snowshoe and we were going to rent the stuff up there like the place that we're staying Mm-hmm. It's like, from my understanding, you know, all the guys besides me and Freeman Mommy went last year, uh, you know, with another couple. But you know, that other couple couldn't go, so we got in on it. And it's kind of like for my fortieth birthday, but it's like the place that everybody wants to stay. So, like at the bottom of 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 the lift to take you to up to all the trails is literally like fifteen feet from our front door, and uh, to get this place, I mean, for 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 four days, it was like thirty seven hundred bucks. But, you know, there's 10 of us going in on it. So, you know, if I can't ski, you know, there's a nice hot tub on, on yeah. our deck. And, you know, so I could do that. But I'm really excited. But, but you know, we were going to rent all of our stuff up there. And, and if we rented our stuff at Snowshoe, it was going to be like 38 bucks a day apiece. And uh, we got to look at my buddy Brundage, the treehouse guy, got to looking on Craigslist. And there was a guy in the next town over. Literally, he literally has like 1,000 pairs of skis. A thousand pairs of boots in a building behind his house, so we went up there and I rented some K2 skis, some some new skis and all that. And it was like eighteen bucks. And I have the skis now here, you know, for over you know, and I have to return them a week from Tuesday. So you know, we saved a lot of money doing that. But I've been out there putting on the skis, you know, and they're a lot smaller than what I thought. You know, I thought whenever we were going, I thought they'd be like three feet taller than me. But I guess it's based on how tall you are. But uh, they they are a lot smaller than what I thought, so that gives me a little bit of hope too. Ted, have you ever been skiing?
3: Uh, I've not been skiing, and I was gonna say the only thing I know about skiing, and the only thing um, advice I could give you is, and I I learned this from South Park, is if you (laughs) if you if you you French fry before you pizza, you're gonna have a bad time. Yeah, that's about yeah definitely.
2: Remember the pizza. Remember the pizza. And that's for stopping. I mean, I never learned how to stop properly. I just – I prefer to crash on the ground. That more, was more just, fun. Said, that's,
3: what, that's what I used to do when I was a kid and I roller skated. We'd have roller skating parties. I would just crash into the wall. That's how I stopped. Yeah.
2: It's, that, that's the best way. Why do it the real way? But it's, uh, I like it that way. <laughs>
1: but, 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 you know, I, I like challenges, you know, like, like with the whole DJ thing. You know, I challenge myself, you know, and I've been DJing lately. So I, I'm really excited because c- I want to learn to ski – uh, hopefully it's not too much of a hassle. Hopefully it comes quick. But but like I told Freeman, mommy, if it was so so hard to ski, nobody would do it. So so it gives me a little. You know, I'm trying to give myself hope here. You know what I'm saying? So,
3: you're gonna uh, be gone.
2: fine. You're gonna be fine.
3: Only only real advice I can give you is as far as Norma's stopping by crashing method <laughs> in skiing. You might not want. it. Definitely make sure that's not a tree you're gonna crash.
2: Yeah, don't crash. And you know what? If you're gonna crash. Don't, like, go head first like you're doing a tumble. Like, try to land on your butt. That's the In best thing. In fact,
3: way. Sean, I want you to wear a football helmet the whole time <laughs> you yeah. Uh, yeah. You don't want to lose I've got any,
2: a any kind of weird thing like that. With a
3: mask. Like, a face mask and A face mask. mask. Uh, yeah.
1: You know, the guys that went last year on top of the mountain, I think it was, like, 14 below. So, uh, so, yeah, I got tons of stuff that I'm going to wrap up in. But I do have a helmet. You know, whenever I went to uh, buy an inline helmet, you know, 10 years ago, they they were out of, like, like skateboard helmets. So I did buy a snowboard helmet back then, which has got goggle holders on the back and stuff. So, so I'm a little prepared there, so hopefully I won't bust my brain up too much. But kind of nervous, really excited. Any advice anybody can give me out there that's listen to the show, we go this Thursday through monday so uh oh man uh i'm excited i'm excited ted do you think i'll live man
3: (laughs) i don't think there's any force on this earth that can kill sean freeman
1: nice
3: yeah
2: that's
1: so nice
2: uh but don't you
3: ever see the movie frozen don't don't get stuck up in the uh in the, in the lift after dark.
2: Yeah, and don't fall off the mountain either, please. Well, see,
3: what I'm a- not talking about the Disney Frozen. I'm talking about the Adam Green Frozen.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh-huh. But see, you know, like where we're staying,
1: it, like I said, you walk out and you get on the li- – like our, our place is like the closest to the lift on the whole mountain. So w- one of the cool things that I like is with our lift ticket – you can get on the lift, and you can go to the top of the mountain, but there's there's like a track system. So, like, we can get on the lift, go here, and then there's a lift that takes you downtown to where the pubs are. Which, you know, they run the lifts late at night, so, you know, we, we ride the lifts to the pubs so we can drink up and then you know we don't have to worry about driving or anything we just hop on the lift and go back to our place so I, i'm really excited about it so expect a lot of pictures and we're taking a lot of gopro video the whole time we're there so i'll, I'll be posting nice a really nice gopro video over uh, on youtube uh, i'll probably put that on the zombie cast thing uh, that, that ted started over there and then also the freeman daddy one that i have but ted dude i wanted to ask you i've been wanting to play Dying Light, dude. And you just dipped your toes into this, right?
3: No, no that game's not out yet. It comes no, out the 20th
1: no, Evil Within. Evil Within, that's it. That's it, that's it. How, how was that game, man?
3: I loved the Evil Within. I, I got it discounted. I Here's the thing. I had a misconception. I thought the reviews for it were terrible. Uh, right. And then I was wrong. And then I went and looked them up. And no, it got like 8s and 9s across the board on my, all major sites. But I... I the first level, I was like, eh. The second level, I was like, eh. And then I got, kind of got the hang of it, and I ended up really, really liking it at the end. The story makes no sense. Don't even try to follow it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's meant to be ridiculous and not make any sense, I think. It's like a, it's like a David Lynch movie. Um, but the combat was great. This, this game, top, top two or three best games at, at like, blowing people's heads off. Right, like you know, you know, Gears of War when you shoot a guy in the face with a shotgun, like the head, like or the sniper rifle, those are the best head explosions in games. You feel the force and the pop. This game is is up there with Gears of War as far as when you shoot a guy in the face with a shotgun, you really feel that impact, and the head just comes (laughs) apart so perfectly. Um, But it was amazing. My only problem was for some reason, and I was not aware of this till I played it, but apparently it's a big deal. They have a letterbox. The game's letterbox where it's like a wide, super widescreen movie, where like 40% of the screen is black. Like the, the top like 30% and the bottom 30%. Huh. And it is really annoying. Like you can't see what the hell you're doing. Like they did it on purpose to make the game harder to play. Like you, you can't see up and down. You can only see kind of what's directly in front of you. And, without, you know, and it kind of, I got used to it, but it's really annoying. Um, and some of the levels go on way too long. Like you'll think, okay, this is a good place for this level to end, and then it goes on for thirty more minutes. Um, But it was great; I really liked it. And it's it's not scary. I I heard it was scary. It's not scary, but it is incredibly violent. Very good. Okay.
2: Not even kind of those moments that kind of like set you up. That's gonna be like scary and get you ready, but nothing happens. See, I
3: well, there was it was very tense at times. Like you're being there's like as they have enemies that can kill you with one hit. They'll have a whole boss fight. Where an enemy, if it, if it touches you one time, it kills you. And the boss fight will go on for 15 minutes. And you're like, well, oh, if gosh. I die, this whole thing is reset. And it'll be a chase scene where this crazy, like, crab woman with black hair, really scary-looking <laughs> monster is just chasing you through this building. And you have to stay away from it. And you have, to, you have to burn it. Like, lure it into traps and set it on fire. Hmm. And if it touches you one time, it kills you. And that's not scary. That's... that's Intense, but that's not scary. Okay. But, you know, but
1: okay. but if you remember the teasers that we had, Ted, and we talked about this on ZombieCast, is whenever they were uh, kind of demoing this game at cons, you know, they would put people in in like, yeah, they, they would put people like in boost, and they would come running out, and they're like, it's the scariest game ever made. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, do you remember that watching those videos? I do.
3: Yeah, they, well, they, but they do that like in Paranormal Activity Five has those same dumbasses screaming in the theaters. Um, but no, no, I mean, I thought Outlast was scary as crap. That's a game that made me jump. This game, not scary, not so incredibly violent. It it, okay. it's, it it does feel like a Resident. It's kind of what Resident Evil Six should have been, I guess.
1: Right, right, right. It's the best way to describe it. And you got that on Black Friday, right? For did you get the twenty five dollars deal?
3: Dude, yeah, I, they had a twenty five dollars deal, and I had a twenty dollars gift card, so it cost me five bucks.
1: That's awesome. So,
3: and it was it's the best five dollar game I've ever played.
1: Yeah, is is there multiplayer on it, Ted?
3: There is not, but the single player goes on for like seventeen hours, so it's it makes up for no multiplayer.
1: See, I'm still trying. You know, I'm still on. Uh, Dead Rising, you know, I'm I'm battling to beat that game. Uh, You're about to beat the samurai boss at the start. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm still on the samurai boss. And, and you know what, Ted, I go back to beat him, and I don't know what it is, man. But I, I, that boss is hard. I can't get past it, dude. You know, since we talked about that on the zombie show, man, I, I've tried to beat that boss. And I don't know.
3: It, John, you need me to jump in a
1: co-op game and beat the boss for you. I do, Ted. Can we do that? I mean, would it sit yeah. on my game? But Because yeah, I'll you, get him so close, and then all of a sudden he'll throw like a bomb or something at me. You and
3: start. It, all you do is you start your game, and I put mine in, and you just you just invite me to it. And I think I jump right where you are, and we can fight him together.
1: But am I a but sissy because I can't beat him? I mean, because – yeah. You're a huge sister. Oh, no. And, Norma, Norma, you played Dead Rising 3, right?
2: Yeah. I have to play it some more. I played it for a while for a good amount of time, I thought. But, you know, I just kept moving on. I mean, I went through a drought. But, (laughs) you know, you kind of get tired of playing the same games. Although, I've been playing every day, like, Animal Crossing since I got it since Christmas. So, some games entertain me longer than others.
3: Well, that's the thing. Evil Within is a game that... It beckoned to me to play it. It was 17 hours, and I beat it in three days because I just marathoned it. I mean, it just it, it was a game that I thought was good enough to where you'd be sitting there not when you're not playing it, you're thinking, you're thinking about it, and you keep right. wanting to jump back. And that's kind of not many games do that to me where it just keeps calling. Like two, the 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 Tomb Raider remake from like two years ago. That game was like a game that really was like I gotta play more Tomb Raider. You know? Um,
2: yeah, Tomb Raider's good.
3: So I, I blew through Evil Within in a couple of days. But it, but Sean, Dead Rising, did you beat Dead Rising one and two?
1: No, yeah, I, I never played those. To be honest, I played. I mean, bosses, I, I played some of them, like the demo or something.
3: The bosses in Dead Rising, the evil, they, they're not bosses; they're psychopaths. That's what they call them. The psychos in Dead Rising one and two were way harder than in three. They kind of gimped them in three, I thought. <laughs> so I so I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I think you're not uh Are you are you running around and picking up orange juice and and hot dogs and hamburgers and eating them during the
1: fight? I do, but Ted, I gotta be honest, dude. A lot of times when I play games, even though you know, I'm not a hardcore gamer, slightly a social gamer, but, but I'm the type of guy that to where when I'm about to die, I just push a lot of damn buttons and I, <laughs> and usually a lot of times when I'm running around and I'll see the Asian dude, I'll, I'll hit buttons and I, and I'll, I'll fucking throw my chainsaw thing away He's from him. I'm like, actually, <laughs> and I'll go over. And I'm like, do how do I pick it up? How do I pick it up? Then he kills me.
3: Well, your first thing you need to do is you need to remember there's food everywhere, and food is health in Dead Rising. You yes. need to you need to pick that up and keep it in your inventory, and keep keep eating and drinking.
1: How do you how do you guys do this with games? You know, Subsy's talking in chat, and you know Subsy is is part of our family. You know, he's in our, our secret society chat, <laughs> and, and you guys just constantly beat games. Like, like for me, I, whenever I before I had kids, I mean I, I was the same way. I would put a game in and we would just battle through it and, and just have fun. But anymore, like a lot of times, like I'll start playing Dead Rising three and and I, I get so sleepy playing games. It's unreal how sleepy I get.
3: Mm. So I don't, I, I don't last. I've been playing my whole life and this you're used you're just used to it. It's like a I don't know. All, all games are kind of the same in a way. Like like i I've been playing games in front of people that don't really game, and they'll go, "How did you know to do that?" and you go, eh, it's because they've done that in a million games, so you just kind of know it's kind of
1: it's kind of like a cliche for yeah, it's for like a cliche
3: in- like I knew to go that way and do that because I've
1: seen it in twenty other games, right, right yeah, you know? and you know my kids i mean you know they'll get in there and and just kill the shit out of everything on games, but you know they're kinda since they got those laptops for christmas they've been they've been hooked on Wizard one o one, which is kind of like a it's a free game, but, but you, you know you got to spend money. to uh, you got to buy cars like a Toys R Us you know, to buy stuff and weapons and this, that, and the other. So we're all the time getting those. but uh, yeah, maybe, maybe I get asked to be, but maybe, maybe me and you can jump in the game, Ted, and you can, you can say yeah. Sissy Freeman. So I can move on from the well, first boss.
3: The first thing I'd like to do is jump in with you and stand back and watch you fight him. And then I will tell you what you're doing wrong.
1: All right. All right. You'd be like, don't, don't, don't throw your weapons, Sean. <laughs> yeah.
3: I've beaten every Dead Rising. I've beaten they, – there are four Dead Rising games, if you include Case West. And I, I have defeated them all. So I'm, I'm a Dead Rising master.
1: Yeah. Well, Zed Radio, I know he got 100% of the achievements. And uh, he was a little upset when, you know, whenever they came up with the expansion pack because he had to get you know, the rest of the achievements to have all of them. But I, I remember he knocked that mess out quick. Did you get 100%, Ted? I don't think so. It wasn't called Case
3: West. It was Off the Record, starring Frank West. Um, now I've never gotten a hundred percent in any game, but uh, but I have to, I have beaten them all, and I've gotten the alternate endings. You know, if you do something specific, you get the cool additional hour of gameplay after the credits. That's kind of the one of the the tropes of Dead Rising,
2: right? right. Which is kind of
3: cool because I remember the first one, I thought it was over, and then suddenly it fades back up, and there's a whole other hour. It's like whoa. Nice. And they do that in all the Dead Risings. It's kind of expected now.
1: Right, right. But, dude, I have gotten 100% on one game, too. So you don't have any
3: 100%? On any game ever made? Yeah. Uh, I, uh, let me think. I'm trying to think with games I have 100% achievement. Because some of the achievements are ridiculous. Where I, you, just, you, you miss
1: one because it's just ridiculous. Dude, I've done it one time. One time. Yeah. I got one game that I mastered, and it was freaking Galaga
2: that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hard though that's good but i got but, I, just, <clears throat> I have a couple of them that i've masked that i've gotten all the achievements and, on.
1: and i think on those the gamer score was like 200 something like that but, but i got 100 percent of the achievements
3: <laughs> i got in recently uh another world which the 20th 25th anniversary edition came out on xbox i got all the achievements in that um I'm trying to think what else uh a Call of Duty two, <laughs> I remember the, the, there you the, go. yeah, not any of the not any any of the new Call of Duties, but Call of Duty two, right. But that was before they really had figured achievements out. So it, you just kind of just had to beat the game, and you automatically
1: got a thousand points. Right, they didn't right. make
3: them complicated back then, dude. The,
1: um, there was one game that I played, dude, and I literally played it. And this is like back whenever we had one kid uh, when Ashton was born, and I was still into gaming. And I played for hours and hours and hours and never got one achievement. And I think it was called Chrome Hounds. Yeah, it was a t- uh, mech game. Yeah, dude, I, I never got one achievement in that game. I mean, and I played and played. Yeah, because it was like Mech Assault. Yeah, you know, I love you. Know, I love Mech Assault. I loved. Yeah, you know, that's a game that they need to come out with. Did you ever play those, Ted or Norma? No, I don't think so.
3: I didn't play Chrons, but that was a big
1: all-games game, like, years ago.
3: Like, the com- everybody in the community but me was playing it.
1: Well, I mean, uh, Mech Assault. Was that the name oh, of it? Yeah. Mech Assault?
3: Yeah, I never played that.
1: Dude, that that was fun, man, to play with friends. Split screen. That was back whenever Ghost Recon was big. We just played play uh, Mech Assault and Ghost Recon all the time. So, uh... But guys, I guess we get into the Knuckleballs of the Week, which, uh... Which kind of a free-for-all anyway, but uh, what a knuckleball is, is we bring pitches to the table, which are topics, and those topics can be anything under the sun, and we all try to bring one to the table. Sometimes we make it through all three people, sometimes not, as we knuckleball back and forth, but Norma, Mr. So Dooms I Here, so what's your first knuckleball pitch you bring it to the table?
2: All right, um, I was thinking about this the other day, um, but I wanted to find out from you guys, what is your favorite coming-of-age movie and why you know i mean there's so many good ones out there but you know some might be good because it's nostalgic or because it really you know something that happened in the movie really hits close to home or you know maybe be all of the above but what is your favorite coming of age movie
3: define coming of age movie that that means a movie when a kid learns something and has to grow up
2: yeah, I kind of like that, you know, like you have, for example, you have your American Pie movie, and then oh. you even have like, um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be funny, it, you know, it could be more of a serious one. And, um, you know, it, you know, for example, like, Fanboys is a good movie, you know, could that oh, be one of them? Or, you know, Goonies.
1: Uh-huh.
2: So, so, so yeah, you know.
1: What say you. So, what is our Favorite.
2: That yes, what is yours and why?
1: Hmm, coming of age movies. Yeah, Goonies is always up there. That that movie still holds up. We watched Goonies, it not long yeah. ago. Goonies and, is great. And uh, you know, our the country club that we go to, they have they were having a kids viewing of Goonies, and I think I talked about this back then. And and I kind of talked to the guys like you know they they got that dick scene in it that uh, that I totally forgot about.
2: Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. When I was watching with my son, it was very embarrassing. Yeah. You you glued the statue. You glued it on upside down. (laughs) (laughs) That would be the one. But um, that's like you know you
1: you know I was like you might you might want to find out where that's at and I think they ended up not showing it because of that because they had forgot about it too. But uh, I don't know am uh, let, let me let me see cuz my brain's not right. Coming. <laughs> my brain's not right. Movies.
2: Hmm. I'm I mean have you ever seen Fanboys I thought it was really really good yeah, but it's I saw that. You know and it's funny because that maybe it's a Star I'm Wars
3: just, movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes it's
2: I don't know. There's just so funny to me. That movie just to me was a really good one. And then, but another one that I love is like, um, is it Nick and Nora, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, or Scott Pilgrim? You know, they're just like different coming of age movies. And I was there's just so many good ones that could be classic. One that you know, some people. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, some people might even see like 16 Candles or The Breakfast oh, yeah. Club as oh, a coming-in-age yeah. movie. Totally. You know, it, it depends on what era you're, you, know, you grew up in, and I think a little bit has to do with how the storyline plays. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a new one. It doesn't necessarily have to be an old one either.
1: Yeah, one, one, one that I've never seen that Freeman Mommy always rags me about, and she's always talking about this movie. Referencing it in things we do, and it's Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I've never seen Man, that movie. that's Have you a not, good one. Dude,
3: that's on Netflix. You gotta watch. You that gotta right watch now. that. Tur- turn it on right now and watch it during
1: the <laughs> show. That's number <laughs> one on right the now. on the top one hundred, yeah. Ted. Uh, just to give you some ideas, Ted, uh, Fer- Ferris Bueller's Day Off was number one. Uh, let's see, Stand By Me is on this list. The Breakfast that's Club, a- yes. The Graduate, uh, and one that I like that I've I've only seen it one time. I saw it in the we went to the theater to see it. And and I absolutely love this movie, and and I I don't know why I don't own it, because it came out in 1997, but Good Will Hunting, I really liked. Paris Bueller is on Netflix, by the way. You should watch that tonight. I might do that. Uh, Let's see. American Beauty, I liked.
2: American Beauty is great, but I wouldn't put that as a comment. Well, maybe undertones of it.
1: I think when
3: the main character is 45 years old, I don't know if you can call that a coming-of-age movie.
2: Well, then, I guess, see, that's why it's kind of like the undertones. Because, you know, um, oh, what is the girl's name? The blonde girl's name. I can't think of her name Mina Savari. Yes, thank you. Um, You know, know, Mina is kind of coming to her own age and into exploring things, I guess, as well. As well as Kevin Spacey's daughter, who is, you know, talking to the boy next door. And he himself has his own issues going on as well.
1: All right, man. I've got it right here. You know, there's there's five movies that I always live by. That I always say, or they're all my number ones. One is Fear and Loathing. One's mm-hmm. The Big Lebowski. <clears throat> one is uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Across the Universe, which I always talk about. Uh, the that's the where they sing all the Beatles. Yes, songs. do they? I would say that's that that right there is a strong number one for me. But the, but, the, but another strong number one for me is a movie that uh, this influenced songs that were played at my wedding. I went out and bought the soundtrack for this also, which I also bought for Across the Universe. But I bought the soundtrack for this. I have the poster for this at my house. And it's uh, it's kind of a true story about Cameron Crowe, which makes movies now. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's almost famous. I right. absolutely okay. love this movie. And what it is is uh, kind of like Cameron Crowe. Whenever he was younger, you know, he kind of ran away from home and went <coughs> and wrote for uh, Rolling Stone magazine, underage, uh, and ended up getting in with these bands, traveling around with them, and the whole time he, he you know, he was a runaway. And that's what this movie is about. You know, he, they make up this band in the movie, but uh, they were called Stillwater. Stillwater, yeah. And, yep. and I've actually got the Stillwater uh, the album that come out uh and it was actually with one of the deluxe versions i have I have a couple of copies of this movie but something about that movie just about being free-spirited and, and just I, I i don't know man it's one of those movies that i can put in and i can watch over and over and over as if it were like stand by me or goonies or something like that but but almost famous norma have you seen this
2: we're mm-hmm. almost famous yes a long time ago
1: um, you know that that movie is so good. Other other than the nude scenes, I, you know, it's a really good.
3: Yeah, it has. It does have a gratuitous uh, Kate Hudson scene where she just spins around topless for no reason. Yes, which yeah.
1: I'm all. I mean, I'm all
3: for a nude scene, but it's like if it's just unnecessary and <laughs> in there just for no reason, I'm like, eh, really.
1: And then it's got uh, it's got the Zoe chick in it, which plays his sister. And oh then, yeah uh, yeah yeah. And then the girl that was what was that movie about the witches. Oh, they had uh, Nev Campbell in it.
2: Oh, the, uh, craft. Craft. the
1: craft, the craft. The girl with the crazy eyes. Remember, she's Faruza. one of the she's one of the hippie girls.
3: Feruza Balk.
1: Yeah, yeah, she's <laughs> she's the hippie girl. This uh, this with Kate Hudson in that movie. You know, and and uh, matter of fact, I think I think it may show her breast also. But something about almost famous. It's like a, a just a life lesson, and I really really like that movie. You and, also like. Hold me closer, tiny dancer. Oh, yeah, and that, that was played at my <laughs> wedding, dude. Uh, because that movie, man, hilarious. that movie
3: did wonders. That, that's like a 30-year-old <laughs> song people kind of moved on from, and that that movie really brought that song back. Yeah. It kind of did for that song what Wayne's World did for Bohemian Rhapsody.
1: Yeah, You're you know? exactly right. But there's something about it. It's just... Uh, I mean that there was so many famous people in that, and then also in, in that movie. One thing that I did like about it was they referenced Hunter S. Thompson one time because you know Hunter S. Thompson wrote for Sports Illustrated, and whenever he's calling in his stories to to uh, to Sports Illustrated, I mean not Sports Illustrated to uh, Rolling Stone mm-hmm. Rolling Stone magazine, they're like you're not going to be one Hunter S. Thompson, are you? You know, but but it's really good if, if nobody's seen Almost Famous. You know, I think everybody should just go out and buy that movie. That across the universe i don't know if that's a coming of age movie but you know it's it's, it's like life trials and all but uh
3: almost famous by the way won the oscar for uh and i, I just remember this cuz i'm a big movie guy it won the oscar for best screenplay so there you go. That, there you go. It, it is a good movie. If you win the best screenplay Oscar, you had to be a pretty good movie.
1: Yeah, and you know, and and now you know a lot of times I like that movie so much, and I know it's based on the life of Cameron Crowe, which he directed that movie. But mm-hmm. then you go look, and you know, like like Cameron Crowe done say like Vanilla Sky, and there, there's so all these movies, and I'm like, you know, usually the movies that Cameron Crowe makes, you know, it's like after watching Almost Famous, you're like, you know, I can see the heart that he put into this movie. So, you know, it's kind of built a relationship with me as a fan for Cameron Crowe for things that he does. And it's all from Almost Famous. So yeah, I, He also I, did um, Singles and Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire is a great movie. Yeah, yeah, I like Jerry is. Maguire. And Singles was good back in the day. You know, it's kind of like Desperately Seeking Susan now. You know, a lot of people <gasps> don't look back like, like it's a great movie. But I remember whenever I was younger and I saw Des- Desperately Seeking Susan with Madonna. I said, man, this is a cool movie. But, you know, people <laughs> that don't was remember that my favorite that movie.
2: movie. For a long time.
1: Oh yeah, it's good. In singles, I liked it. You had Eddie. Eddie Vedder was the drummer in the movie. So yeah, I I was (laughs) a huge Eddie Vedder fan. I was the guy. I was the guy that would rock Doc Martin's long hair, and the army shirt in school. So you know, I was kind of the oddball guy. But uh, yeah, it's it's members
3: of Pearl Jam played Matt Dillon's band, but they had them all weird. Like yeah, Eddie Vedder was the drummer, but his name was Eddie Vedder in the movie. So yeah. they said, like Eddie Vetter, they 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 like Eddie Vetter as the drummer, but they don't like you. you read, they read that article where somebody <laughs> trashed Matt Dillon, but they liked Eddie Vedder as the drummer. So it's it, yeah, it was and then, it, it was sort of a break in the fourth wall a little bit in that way.
1: Yeah, and what was it? Allison Chains was in it, that, and that's when Lane Staley had the, the nice dreadlocks. Um, yeah, was in Singles whenever they were in that bar that time. But but but, but yeah, I think that's a good overlooked movie. I don't know. If, I don't know. If singles is it? Is that a coming of age movie? I saw that in the theater when I was a little kid.
2: No yeah, joke, I vaguely I remember. remember. Singles. I'm sure I saw the movie because I know what movie we were talking about, but I just can't remember like the plot line or anything about it.
3: It, had, it didn't really have a plot. It was just about people living in an apartment building who were having relationships. It was just like people talking about their relationships. That's all the plot was.
1: Right, right. Did, did you ever see Cameron Crowe's documentary called Twenty? Uh, yes, on the, I on did. Pearl, the Pearl Jam doc-
3: I did watch that, yeah. Uh, Pearl Jam is probably my favorite band.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too, dude. I I really like, and you know, I saw Pearl Jam one time. They they've been through here several times, and and, you know, that's one show that I really would like to take Freeman Mommy to. You know, one was Pink Floyd, and we saw them on the Division Bell tour, and the other is Pearl Jam. And I don't know why we hadn't been Ted, but when I saw Pearl Jam, it was at the second year of Lollapalooza, right? Mm -hmm. Pearl Jam went on at two o'clock. In the afternoon, whenever Eddie Vedder come out, he had on the brown jacket from Jeremy. He had on the the green shirt, the short, and the combat boots. It it was like the you know, it was like the 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 Eddie Vedder that I loved, you know. But but I like like I actually got to see, you know, it was like the Jimi Hendrix for me, like the Jimi Hendrix purple jacket, you know, Eddie Vedder and the brown jacket that he always wore and the the green shirt. Yeah, they've gone through a lot of changes since then, but but you know. I mean, they were the second band to go on. Red Hot Chili Peppers headline, uh, a tribe called Quest Ministry. All them bands played after Pearl Jam, but Pearl Jam was like the opening band. The stadium was half full when they went on. It was pretty awesome. Soundgarden hey, played that we, day too.
3: Have you guys seen? Not to change the subject, but have you seen? Have you seen bands that later became like some of the biggest bands in the world? But you saw them when they were an unknown opening act. Dude, yes. Because I saw. I went to a Three Eleven concert. And the opening act for 311 was an, a little unknown band called No Doubt with Gwen Stefani. See, that's, and no, that's awesome. People, that's and no one even
1: knew who awesome. the fuck they
3: were. They, they came out saying sang that Spiderweb song that we all kind of knew. And it's like, oh, this is the Spider. I'm walking into Spiderwebs, people. And, and I think they had just. I, I'm just a girl. or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, then they went on and became way bigger than 311.
1: Yeah, yeah. You yeah, one band that I saw in a club, uh, there was maybe couple hundred people there and me and Freeman mommy saw them twice in a club well I've got two bands that I don't want to talk about one is tool uh, you okay. know s- we seen them in a small venue in a club was super f- freaking fantastic on the undertow tour and uh, we, we saw them twice and then there was this uh I was always into White Zombie back when La Sex or Sisto came out. Yeah. A- and none of my friends listened to White Zombie, but but I was like, man, this this is, you know, Rob Zombie's voice on La Sex or <laughs> Sisto. For me, <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't care for nothing after that album. I don't care for his solo stuff. La what? S- l- man, I like La Sexorcisto. But uh but we went to uh we went to a club to see them which was was at the beach. Uh, it was in Wilmington, North Carolina at this small club that held about 200 people. But we went in right, and, and it's the craziest thing. But because I was like, "Man, freaking white zombies playing here," uh, you know, it's just nuts. You know, this was like before they were on the Airheads movies, before Beavis and ButtHead. You know, I mean, they they, they had the the sixty five video out. That was it.
3: do yeah. And,
1: and, uh, <laughs> and we were sitting there watching the opening band, right? Me and my buddy were, and you know, and there were a lot of people. There was like a like a. You had to go almost like downstairs to get in front of the stage it was It was like a pit area and uh you know, we were like man we you know me and my buddy john moore was like man we can't believe white zombies freaking here dude and we look over to our left and rob is leaned up against the wall dude and that's when he had the big hat and the big hairband on and his dreads were like real high. you know he, he was you know and he, and he had the white he had the jacket on with all of his artwork and he was just leaned up over there and and I, we were just freaking out like fanboying out and, and we were like Dude, I can't go over there and say nothing. I can't go to say that's freaking Rob Zombie right there. But it was like he was just standing there by himself, man. Nobody talking to him or anything. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, I mean, it was just like a hole in the wall club. I mean, I think we paid five, six bucks to get in. You should. That's
2: that. awesome. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Mister Zombie. But but you know you know that classic jacket that he's got that he wears in Thunder Kiss '65 and in Black Sunshine. But it's got like. The voodoo doll that he drew on the back, but it's got all the white zombie artwork. All it's like a jean jacket, I think. But uh, but oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. But he to still wears
3: that, that jacket, I think.
1: Yeah yeah, but but you know to to see stuff like that, I really like you know in a small club and, and like you, know, you you think how big Rob Zombie is now, right. but uh, but but like you know was that all that you saw Ted whenever you know before they really got big.
3: Uh, With no doubt, then they, I mean, they came out and just, like I said, I mean, they came out and I didn't even know the girl's name was. I just knew them from the MTV video and people just didn't really give a shit. And it's like, then like about four years later, I think when they put out Don't Speak, that's when they were just like, holy shit, they became huge. But, uh, but Rob Zombie's badass. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. You don't like anything after, after Else, uh, what was it La Sex or Sisto Devil Music Volume 1? Volume
1: one? 1, yeah, dude. That, that, you know, that, that, and probably Undertow and Rage Against the Machine are like my favorite albums ever. But you, you don't
3: like, you don't like, a, you don't like a Hellbilly Deluxe? That's a, or, or what's the um, um, Astro Creep 2000, man? More Human than Human.
1: Yeah, you know, dude, I, I've, seen, I've seen White Zombie probably 10, 12 times in concert. I even saw him <laughs> on that tour. I like him live. But, Ted, what, the thing that I like, Rob's vocals on La Sex or Sisto it is unbelievable. Unbelievable yeah. the way that he does the vocals, but the simplicity to the drums on the Sexorcisto, you know, like like, like Thunder Kiss '65, right? That dun 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 dun. dun. dun, dun, dun you yeah. know, Jay's not even using his left hand on there; he's just strumming the top string of the guitar, dun. You know, you know, not even using his left hand, <laughs> and it's just it sounds so good to be so simple. But, but like just the simple, do. Whenever they got the new drummer that they have. He's always on the hi hat, and the hi hat is the two cymbals, you know, that they use with the left foot. But it's all like, you know, with two hands every single song. And I really like Devil Music Volume One because just the drums, the guitar, the everything, dude. That's a, that's like Injustice for All for Metallica. I'm not a Metallica fan, but Injustice <laughs> for All is like a, a masterpiece.
3: Oh uh, one, yeah, one the song One by Metallica is one of the most badass songs like
1: ever. But the whole album is that good, you know, Black and, uh, you know. Shortest straw, all you know, but but for me, Devil Music Volume One, dude, is there, there's something about it that's just unbeatable, dude. I, you know, I don't think, I don't, I don't think that, that it can ever be beat, really, by any album. You, know, I said if there, you know, I've always said if there was one album that I could take on a deserted island and I could only have one, <laughs> it would be uh La Sex or Sister for sure. Well, sweet, A little sisters high in hell, cheating on a Halo. Dude, yeah, dude, Soul Crusher, Soul Crusher from that album. TC
2: tell, says, "Tell me the name of the song, and he can play it for us."
1: It's a uh, Thunder Kiss '65. Thunder Kiss, it, Soul Crusher's the best.
3: Yeah, the one we're doing is Tire Call. The one we're doing is White Zombie. Thunder Kiss '65 is the song we're not talking about.
1: Yeah. There, there you, you go. go. That's just strumming the top string. <laughs>
3: You'll hear the line I just sang.
1: Those simple drums, man. so
3: awesome man <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know it's um, the reason five, i know rob Zombie. it's my well, i used to you know every time school my brother would uh drive you know drive me to school every day because you know he was two years older than me so he had a license i didn't and he listened to like we had to listen to his music obviously he had a cd player in his, his car and yeah it was it was rob's it was it a was white zombie uh, la Sisto, pantera um he listened to all that stuff. So I, that's how I got to hearing like white zombie was through my brother listening to it. But that's how I got to listen to most, like, like Ozzy Osbourne, Motley Crue. All those bands happened because my older brother would blast him in his room and then you just kinda it's just yeah, kind of what you get from hear. that. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of what you hear over and over again. You start to like and just Dude, you know,
1: I was the same that's way funny. with uh with, with Pantera Vulgar display of power man. It's just like it's just one of them albums is <laughs> just unbeatable, man.
3: Dude, you know Doom uses Pantera music? Like the Doom games, that some of those songs are actually the they're they're are like a, a, Yeah, like like one is a, like that's one of the Doom themes. That's a Pantera song.
1: Dude you you know, I, I think I, This is kind of a thing, dude. I, I think that, that that I was there on a night when Pantera changed. And here's my story, alright? Me and, right. me and Freeman and Mommy went to see It was Pantera, Sepultura, and Peron Playing playing, Sepultura. At, the, <laughs> playing at the outdoor venue I mean, you know, 30,000 people, right? Uh, Pantera was headlining uh, Later that night Whenever they played Walk By Pantera Walk on Homeboy But uh, but whenever they played Walk Some of my friends that, that I'm good friends with Got signed to a record label they're, they're in a band called Confessor And they've done a world tour And uh, Confessor's making a comeback now but also, a local band is called Corrosion of Conformity. Corrosion of Conformity is a band that that, that blew up, just like uh, Confessor. You know, they, they were both on MTV on Headbangers Ball. But Oh, shit, Headbangers Ball, Ricky Rackman. Yeah, but, but the <laughs> night we saw Pantera, whenever they played Walk, they said, we're going to bring out from one of the guys, the, the, the guitar player from uh, Confessor, and then they're like, we're also going to bring out Pepper Keenan – the singer and guitar player for Corona Conformity, right? Not long after that, Phil left Pantera and created Down with Pepper Keenan. So I was like, you know, did, is, did that night did it click? Because you know, we were in Raleigh, the hometown of uh Kerosene Conformity. But you know, you know, Down still puts out albums, even though Pantera is no more. Uh, Dan, you know, uh, Phil Anselmo still sings for down, and they, they still tour and, and and play shows. But Pepper Keenan w- was one of the he was like uh like John Lennon's wife, you know, kind of split up the Beatles, you know, kind of deal. Oh, so so it was like whenever that, Phil that met bitch. Pepper Keenan, yeah, But but it's like whenever <laughs> Phil met Pepper Keenan, Pantera was never the same after that. So yeah, you, know, you know, like I, I say it all the time. It, you know, did they meet that night? Is that when they clicked? But.
3: Down, yeah. Wait, did Yoko Ono, I, I think, didn't she get a bum rap? She didn't really break up the Beatles. People just kind of pinned it on her.
1: Yeah, I think so. And it, it,
3: that's, that's just kind of the narrative that's been created, but it's just not true. But people just, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, when your buddy gets a girlfriend, he suddenly doesn't hang out anymore. You're like, fuck that bitch.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Was it yeah. the, the bros before does not, I guess, go for that. Bros, but anyway.
3: bros before, H <laughs> H-word, words that I will not say in front of a lady bros before hoes. But
1: that goes, that goes to my stick, Norma. normal Yeah. Bros before hoes. But, but you, know, I, you know, I've always told my friends and I've told Freeman Mommy, a true friend, an honest, true friend, is someone that you could have your wife drunk, naked in a bed, and you say, look, dude, I got to go somewhere. Make sure nobody messes with her. And your bro looks after her as your bro. So, you know... It, Bros before hoes. You know, I mean, you know, it's, it's not just friends, Norma. I mean, it's got to be like blood's thicker than water. Like, which, Ted, you know, I'm sure you and Derek are like that, right? Y'all are that close.
3: Oh, yeah. Derek, Derek's uh, wife was naked and drunk <laughs> just the other day. And he's like, Ted, could you please walk my wife? I'm going to go down to the store. <laughs> well, I mean, C- a yeah. couple, of, couple of suitors came in, and I was like, no.
1: No. Yeah, I don't you got think it. So, uh-uh. But do you, you understand what I'm saying, Norma? You know, like, like if, if we would have went out in Atlanta. And I knew that Freeman mommy was drunk, and I and I broke my arm. Yeah, you know, I I would be like I I could tell Ted, look, man, can you stay here and make sure she's okay? And I could, yeah, you know, I would trust Ted. I would, honest to God, trust Ted to to watch after Freeman mommy and not mess with her.
3: Well, I knew mm-hmm. Sean trusted me, and I I said this day like let's, like you and I had met in person for like a day, and you know, and so it's like you know me, but in person you just met me and. Like I was getting in my car, we were we were like fifty miles from Atlanta, and Sean walks up with his ten year old son. It says, "My son would like to ride with you," and I just went, "All right." And I, in my mind, I was thinking, "Oh man, now I, I got to drive down the highway with this kid, and I'm a little <laughs> please, nervous about. Please. I don't want, I don't want that responsibility." But sure, yeah, and so I'm but sitting
1: I, there, I wouldn't do that with anybody
3: though. Yeah, but um, I, I had Matt and Matt's
1: wife uh, with me, so we were, you know, I was like, "It's cool." Right, yeah. right. But uh, but but you know, when it comes to bros before hose, like like Ted, I'm sure you don't have many like like you know people that you could call be like this is really my bro, you know. I know he's got my back. you know what I'm saying? So so bros before hose is a little thicker than I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. That's
3: an that's an actual code, man. That's like chiseled on a on a ca- an ancient cave somewhere.
1: Bros before bros before hose. Yeah. Uh, so so Ted, uh, what is your uh, coming of age movie? Mine, my uh, was almost famous.
3: I, I was thinking uh, about what it could be, and this is an old one that I still will watch to this day. And it, I saw it when I was like, I was like three years old, and I saw it in the theater. And it is still, it, in my opinion, it's a perfect movie, and it's a perfect movie to this day. And it is one of the best coming of age, the original Karate Kid. Yeah <gasps> Yeah. Yeah. That movie. That movie is a. Per- th- that's a movie I watch, around. and I go. There are very few movies that I watch, and there's not one flaw in that movie. It's a perfect film.
1: You're
2: the best around. around. That's funny because we were just watching that about three or four weeks ago, and my son's like, "This is so stupid. This is such a dumb movie." And what? all of a sudden, I look on James the couch, Smith and there is? he is. Well, because he had seen that first one, uh, the Jaden Smith first one, and I'm like, "Oh god, this is terrible." Yeah.
0: <laughs> There you go. Oh girl, the to hey, What it, so it play,
1: CC. What it play. believe, though the going gets rough, that you got a hand to make yeah. History repeats, time time to time you time time. the you and you can have dream. Hell yeah.
3: Every time I hear this song, I just want to go out. And, every time I hear this song, I just want to go out and beat the crap out of some coke. <laughs> I, want,
1: I want to run through my door right now and be like, "Yes!" That's <laughs> dude, so dude. funny. Oh, good.
2: No, I was just gonna say I just want to sit down and watch this movie like right now.
1: Karate Kid is so good. I mean,
3: everything about it—like sweep the leg, Johnny, uh, no mercy. I mean, the the, the, the he had a, it's a it's a perfect movie because he You're had so a he had a, a pretty likable hero I and mean, a little his little wimp. But d- watching Daniel Russo go from that kid to winning, Mr. Miyagi was incredible. Had a great villain, the Cobra Kai's. Come on, how, how there's there, there's no villains more iconic than the Cobra Kai's. Come on, yeah. Um, but what about just,
1: Miyagi Go Karate?
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. Miyagi um, go karate. It's such a good movie. But, you know, another good one that I uh, too, uh you watch it to this day, and it's, it's, you wouldn't expect it to still be a good movie, but it is, based on the subject matter, is friggin Teen Wolf. Yes. No shit. Watch that movie to this day. I know it's about a kid who's a werewolf and plays basketball. It's like a straight up – it's not even a comedy. It's kind of a serious movie. It's a it's a really good movie and it's a of really course. good story of a kid
2: coming of age, coming of age and growing up per, in his new lifestyle absolutely Teen and, and wolf and is learning another that, fantastic movie
3: and then learning that he doesn't need to be the wolf that he'd rather just be himself and he can he can he can succeed in life without being the wolf so it's it, that's such a good movie
1: yeah cuz at the end he's like I'm not I'm not going to wolf it out we're going to we're going to beat the game legitimately
3: yeah, and they beat the evil Mick and the uh, the dragons. That was the name of their but, team. But
1: you know, the Karate Kid is just—you know—they claim you know, one of the most iconic things in movies ever is the BG staying alive and people doing the dance move. You, you know, you could play that movie even for kids now that's never even seen the movie, and they know about John Travolta for some reason. Right. But but for me, like. <laughs> I, yeah, I think wax on, wax off. I mean, you could say that <laughs> almost anywhere. And, 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 yeah, you could say that no matter where you go, wax on, wax off. What does that mean? And, you know, you're never going to go anywhere where nobody knows. Everybody knows what that means. And whenever I was a kid and I was like, holy mother, holy shit. <laughs> Man, he just learned karate from doing wax on, wax Dude. paint the fence. See, <laughs> I can remember
3: that, too. I can remember being a kid and watching that in the theater with my family and my cousins, my mom, and my parents actually discussing about how – it was so. The movie was clever that, yeah, he, he was just getting him to build his house for him, but he was secretly training him to, to do karate. And it was like, oh, when, he, when that revelation comes, oh my God, he just taught him karate without him even knowing.
2: Yeah. I don't know, these movies are just great, and again, at what point is this movie more nostalgic, or if, is it just a really good movie that it holds together, you know what I mean, on its own, without the nostal- I, I nostalgia? I think
3: Karate Kid, Karate Kid 1 and Teen Wolf are still great movies, and Karate Kid was nominated for the Oscar for Best Picture, by the way, um, it is still a great movie, I think kids today would watch it and wonder why Jaden Smith isn't in it, it stupid. It's just, <laughs> stupid, it's just a stupid movie But I mean, no, that movie's great I think what yeah,
2: wh- Tyler, TC's gonna play the Teen Wolf trailer for
3: us oh, no, tire uh, call. play the um, pl- uh, He's gonna play the stupid MTV TV show um, Tiger Cole, no, play, play win, win in the End from Teen Wolf <laughs> Win in the End, come on, come on
0: For Michael J. Fox, life hasn't been easy
1: Hello
0: Hi Going through changes. His voice is changing. Give me a kick of beer. Is <laughs> <Well, sorry laughs> He's got hair on his chest. He stopped being a boy. What do you think about to get worked up? At last he's become
1: Scott? Now open this door right this minute. A wolf. An explanation is probably long overdue.
0: Dad, an explanation? Look at me. Look at you. (laughs) He's always wanted to be something special, but he never expected this. (laughs) Then teen wolf. He's got style.
3: There's something different about you. Did you change your hair?
0: He's got class. Wolf, 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 ah! wolf. prison. Wolf. He's got hair all over big his big body. Wolves are supposed to be shy. He's a wolf in teen's clothing. Big, big and tonight is his night to howl. Teen wolf. A new comedy with Michael J. Fox, star of Back to the Future.
2: <laughs> nice, yeah. that, that, awesome. that trailer Great right movie. there lets,
3: lets everyone know that the '80s were the greatest decade. I yeah. have to
2: tell you, we did have some pretty pretty good movies in those times.
3: You know what I thought was funny about that trailer? First of all, when he said uh, "Give me a keg of beer," that was not the voice from the movie. That was in the in the movie. It's not a goofy "Give me a keg of beer." It's like a dark, <laughs> sinister. That movie's not really a comedy. That movie's kind of not that funny. And as you know, famously from ZombieCast, it is the movie that made me run out of the theater when I was, like, five. No! Uh, that it! That story, because it was scary. But, but um... What the hell was I about to say? Oh, I liked the trailer, how they didn't say Scott Howard is... So, they said Michael J. Fox is coming of age. Wait, no, Michael... No, that's... What? <laughs> they actually said his name. It's not the story of Michael J. Fox.
1: Yeah, yeah that's right. right. And you know that they talked about Star from Back to the Future and we haven't talked about this on any of the shows. But in Back to the Future, you know the date was 2015 on uh Back yeah. to the Future 2. It's
3: October 28th or something or ni- October 19th.
1: So something I, yeah, like that so that would be like an iconic day in uh, uh you know later this year. So uh for that, you know you, th- you think we'll get the hoverboards by then? Man, uh, I love
3: watching old movies that predicted the future like Terminator, you know that like the Terminator War against the um, the the cyborg army should have happened like 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 literally fifteen years ago. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I don't see cyborg armies even now. So,
1: so yeah, uh, uh, in movies now, do you ever notice that anymore, Ted? Or do they usually date it like three hundred years from now, so it'll never catch up?
3: Dude, I don't know. The only movie I've ever seen where the tech it was set like fifty years in the future and the technology looked like I think technology will look is her with Joaquin Phoenix. Okay. Like really, really, because uh, that movie that uh, movie was that's grounded. A great movie. That's a gross I love that movie. But it didn't have like people flying around on floating boards and flying cars. I mean all that stuff, you know, but I don't know. Jaws nineteen.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's got that projector where it's like Jaws coming out like it's going to bite him, right?
3: Did you hear a guy actually wants to make that official – this is a real thing. The, a guy said, we are owed 15 more Jaws movies um, to get to 19. So he's having a contest where he actually wants people to make – on the internet, like you, like little indie filmmakers and people like us who have cameras, he wants to actually make uh, – 15 Jaws movies before the end of the year. So that you'll have Jaws 19 wow. <laughs> by the end of the year.
1: You know, it, you know Spielberg's the man on everything that he does, right? And he captured the world with Jaws, right? Wasn't it him... Oh, yeah. did George Lucas... <laughs> did he have something to do with it too, George Lucas? Or was it just Spielberg? Nah, man. That was Spielberg. But if... I think Spielberg himself needs to redo jaws and capture the world again I yeah you know, it'd be hard to do now with technology but I think I think we're do you know a remake of jaws
3: no, no man not a remake
1: not a remake a remake of the original <laughs> what a- by Steven Spielberg needs to be the one to remake jaws <laughs> that's a pert no you'
3: can- no look i I would I would slam my foot on the ground over a remake but what I would accept would be if they said we're gonna make like, like one of those reimag, like, not a sequel. Like you know, Star Trek did it, where it's kind of a reboot, but it's actually a sequel. Right. You know, it's a reboot. Like 21 Jump Street did it. If they did one that was called Jaws and it took place forty years after the last one, maybe Richard Dreyfus is back in it as Hooper, <laughs> or something like that. But it's about a new shark attack on an island somewhere. I'd be okay with that. But I don't want, I don't want to. Roy Scheider's Brody. I don't want Sam Worthington to play Brody. Because, you know,
1: if you ever watched behind the scenes for Jaws, it was like a soap opera behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. I right. mean, they, they were treated like rock stars, but even, what was his name, Quentin? Quint. Quint. You know, you know they, they claimed that he was more of a dick than he was on the, you know, in the movie, you know, in, oh, real, yeah. in real life. They, you know, they say that they claimed that he was just impossible to work with.
3: He and Richard Dreyfus like, hated each other in the movie, and they hated each other off the movie in real life, too, apparently.
1: Yeah, even worse from, from the way they talk about it. But but it was like, and, you know... It, I, dude, I would like to see a remake of it. I would like to see Spielberg capture fear. But because, you know, so, why is it like that when times change? Things that would scare you back then, 1975, 1980, whenever Jaws come out. Mm-hmm. You laugh at... Now you're like, you know... Ha, ha, how did they scare people like that? Yeah, and I always say that like with The Exorcist. The Exorcist didn't do nothing. It's just the makeup. Why can't they capture that fear anymore? And that movie,
3: I watched The Exorcist recently. I, I kind of got on an Exorcist binge the other day. I don't know why. I watched it and I watched the making of it on YouTube and all this stuff. That movie is still, that movie's fucking terrifying.
2: There's no special Even, effects, Ted. It's and, just and what, make, makeup. It's, but those know, are the why, best kind of movies. But
3: It's like the way her makeup, all the gashes on her face, and the, the the head spinning around, and they filmmakers today can't seem to capture the things that they could in the seventies. I don't know why. It's true. I mean, um, they were showing a documentary of people who were like fainting in the theater, like walking out of The Exorcist and literally fainting in the lobby.
1: It, you know, was it just being makeup Ted? I mean, d- doesn't it seem like that they could capture that fear easily now? But, but they always fail for me the, the the closest thing and it wasn't scary at all but i think a, a movie that had a lot of heart put into it and a lot of people probably disagree what was evil dead remake or not the remake yeah. just evil yeah. dead you know i think they with, with like the girl saw in her mouth yeah the, they tried really hard they tried one. and <laughs> i think i thought it was really good yeah there's no but
3: I think one of the problems is something like The Exorcist, which is one – it really is one of the best movies ever made. They couldn't put that out now mainstream in theaters. Back, in, It was the highest grossing film of all time when it came out. So – and then it got beaten by – I think Jaws actually knocked it out. And then e, Then I think Star Wars knocked out Jaws, then E.T. But, I mean, you could not put that movie out in theaters today. If you, if you watch it now, it's like – even now, I'm like, there's a scene in that, and it's probably the most famous scene in the movie, and – If you haven't seen it, spoiler alert, but this really happens. The mother runs in the room, and the 12-year-old daughter is jamming a crucifix in her vagina. Like violently stabbing herself. Blood's coming everywhere. She's screaming, let Jesus fuck you. Screaming that. She grabs her own mother's head and shoves it in her bloody crotch. It's like, lick me! And (laughs) it's like, like, there is no way they could make a movie mainstream with that scene in it today. And put it in in like a, a... Coming to three thousand theaters, this movie, man, it just wouldn't happen.
1: See, dude, I've got an old bumper. This was like early, early days of ZombieCast, and she's like, uh, "This is Linda Blair, and you're listening to ZombieCast." And she does that, that laugh, dude, and and, dude, that laugh just draws chills in you. You know that, yeah, I I can't even do it. But she's got, you know, kind of like Norma's voice. You know, she's got that deep (laughs) voice.
3: Yeah, Norma sounds just like possessed Linda Blair with the. kindly undo these straps you've got it oh
1: chap. norma could you hey norma what's well, like that um, <laughs> I, I don't know what it is dude but that linda blair man that laugh is scary the exorcist is friggin' amazing
3: and yeah when her head spins around it's still messed up to this day she just slowly sits up and the head just goes all the way around like oh jeez
2: absolutely but just
1: when she's sitting in the bed, I mean, just, just yeah, it's scary. It's scary just looking. her talking, just, just her talking. She ain't got to be doing nothing. Just her voice and her eyes, dude. It's it's stupid that they can't recreate that horror
3: to this day. Her when he, with that, her, in that dark room and her tied to that bed with that in the makeup. You see your eyes. She's, she's not demonic or anything. Her, she just has. They just put cuts all over her face and made her eyes freaky looking. And yeah, to this day, it's the scariest looking thing I've ever seen in a movie. It's it's the scariest looking monster I've ever seen in a movie. So I don't know why no one can match it,
1: dude. It was so believable whenever I was a kid, man. I was like, man, I don't want the devil to come into me. <laughs>
2: hey, it's creepy. It's scary. Raised it's by, a really good movie. It's my Southern
1: Baptist grandma, you know. Would it was always fire and brimstone with her, and I, I would always think about the Exorcist. And I'm like, oh.
3: Did you see that additional scene? They that that's kind of in the in the. It was cut out of the original version, but it was so good. They've put it back in now, and it's kind of completely iconic when she spider walks down the stairs. Oh, you yeah. Ever seen that scene? Yes,
1: I have seen that.
3: that. That was not in the original cut of the film. That was only in the – they put that back in in 2000 when they re-released the movie, and now people in their mind think it was always there. Like, oh, the spider walk scene, and it wasn't there for 25 years. But that's when they look up, and she just comes like a crab, like going like – but down L- the stairs. But
1: Linda Blair oh, Linda Blair's all about like animals and you know animal rights yeah. and stuff like wh- why not? Why could they not do this, Ted? Why could they not contact Linda Blair? Say we're gonna recreate the Exorcist, but we're gonna set it to where you're in your fifties. Yeah, you, know, <laughs> you know, you're just gonna be fifty years old in this movie. Th- they already did
3: that. It was called Repossessed with Leslie
1: Nielsen. Really?
3: You, you never heard of Repossessed with Leslie Nielsen?
1: No. Was that it was a comedy? A, that was a,
3: yeah, that was a, that was a sequel, a, a joke sequel to The Exorcist, starring Linda Blair, and her name was not Reagan; it was Nancy. Get the joke, Nancy Reagan. Yeah. It was a joke, and she was possessed by the devil again. And Leslie Nielsen played the role of the exorcist, and he they, they even recreated him going in when she was young with the black hair and throwing himself out the window, and then he had to come back, and it was a it was. It, it was a mock sequel, but it actually had Linda Blair in it. Repossessed. Look it up, dude. I'm telling yeah,
2: you. Yeah, TC wants to find it. He's going to try to find a trailer for Repossessed. But,
3: but, but. Find it.
1: Yes, thank you, but ten. I think he's got it. In 1973,
0: an entire world watched as a little girl and a holy exorcist battled and cast out the devil himself. But now
2: I, I think Nancy has been <laughs>
0: repossessed. And this is the only man who could possibly save her. May I? <laughs> Leslie Nielsen. I couldn't hide my butt with both my hands. Linda Blair. God
2: created man in his own image. Explain PWM.
0: This is in America, the ultimate confrontation of good against evil.
1: Repossessed really coming soon. Dude, I'm sitting looking at pictures of that. <laughs> Can you believe that shit?
2: Do you believe crazy. that's
1: actually a thing? Yeah but why why can't they do it dude dude I think <laughs> I think it would be like people would go like crazy man if they showed her back in the makeup uh just just called the exorcist it's a remake of it just just kind of like the way that they done that evil Aldi? dead yeah just kind of way they' done the just evil dead you know they they, they kind of took the story that they, they they skimmed it but but they put out a good piece dude I, I think they could do Exorcist again with Linda Blair. Throw that makeup on her, dude, and, and mm-hmm. a whole new fear, man. If you you know, and you put money behind it, make sure that the makeup's done right, spot on. Dude, what if you could go it, watch something like that? That's just as scary.
3: Oh, I'd go watch. Oh, I, yeah, I'd go watch it. But you know what, You know what's weird too about the Exodus movies? They never they they have a really about who actually possessed Linda Blair's like this whole thing where in the I think it's weird. It's like in the movie they say it was the devil. But in the book, it wasn't the devil, it was the demon Pazuzu, and it's a totally different demon. And at the start of the movie, Max von Sydow actually encounters a statue of Pazuzu, which was a whole other demon. But so, And then in, the, in, in, in part two, of the, which was one of the worst movies ever, they say it was the demon Pazuzu. Then in The Exorcist 3, which was based on the book Legion, or Dominion, Le- I can't remember which one, I think Legion, they say it was the devil again. So there's a big inconsistency with the filmmakers about... Who exactly possessed Linda Blair? The devil or Pazuzu? I don't know.
2: Uh-huh.
3: I Are you think, busy, I think Norma? It
2: was... No, it's think... <laughs> <Just> my
3: phone. <laughs> I think it was Pazuzu, though. But yeah, look at this makeup. Look at this picture. I'll link to you right now. I don't know, in Skype. Like right there, that's an actual image from the movie. That's more terrifying than any movie. Like they overlaid the demon's face over her face. So look at that. that? That's in Skype, Chet. Okay. It's in Skype chat. Oh, okay. Look at that. See, that's Check. an actual screen grab from the movie. That's like literally a two second shot from the movie. And that's scarier than anything that's been in a movie
1: in forever. So let me. Hold on. I'm still trying to bring it. Scroll it down. Skype's being all bunk.
2: It's been crazy.
1: Has yours been weird, Norma?
2: Um, mine just updated. So I don't know. Um, I
1: never update Skype.
2: No, I, I don't know. I do because it, so it doesn't cause any problems in the middle of this in case it tries to make me do it when we're about to do a show or something. Um, I don't know. Can people in the feed hear us? I'm hearing some feedback that maybe the feed is not not able to hear us, but I think we're okay, right? Well, you look up the picture. I want to tell you, like, one of my favorite coming-of-age movies, and it's a little bit newer, but I can, I can quote this movie, Inside Out is 10 Things I Hate About You. It's not the same, or it's not the same caliber as like Karate Kid, or The Explorers, or even in a weird kind of sadistic way, Toy Soldiers. But I really, really, really mm-hmm. love Ten Things I Hate About You.
1: Toy Soldiers. I like Toy Soldiers.
2: Toy Soldiers is great.
1: I remember going to the drive-in to see that movie, Norma.
2: That's awesome. That's a cool experience.
1: Because <laughs> uh, it had the Goonies guy in it, right? Uh, yeah, Sean Astin. Yeah, and that's one of the movies I can watch over and over. But 10 Things I Hate About You, I know I've seen that movie. It had Heath Ledger, right?
2: Yes, it did. Julia Stiles, Heath Ledger, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yes, he is. On the bleachers.
3: Norma loves Heath
2: Ledger. Oh, pretty baby. Yes, he was. (laughs) I love that movie. Heath was an amazing talent. I
1: like him in The Patriot. We went to to a lot of those uh, when we just went on the cruise. uh, A lot of that was filmed in Charleston, South Carolina. And uh, we we went and saw a lot of the sites to where they filmed the Patriot.
3: Yeah, that was such a waste, Heath Ledger. I was actually angry when the Dark Knight, after I saw the Dark Knight and I walked into the theater, I was actually mad. Like, it's like he was so good in that movie. You're like, it's just such a waste. Yeah, I was I was actually like kind of pissed about that he died.
1: Dude, I fell asleep. I've seen that movie once. We went to the and I fell asleep for the end. And Freeman mom was mad. Dark Knight's it's it's fantastic, but it is you
2: have to watch it. It's really really good.
1: It's not as
3: big a grind as the third bat. The The Dark Knight Rises. That one's a little hard to sit through, but
1: the second one's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's something I guess. I actually
2: saw. The Dark Knight three times in the theater. It's actually one of the movies that I actually. Few movies I would go back to the theater and go see it over and over again. So that was kind of a neat experience. But yes, it was a, a young talent gone too soon.
1: Right, right. But and it
3: wasn't like he died in a way that was so easily avoidable. That's what pisses you off, too. It's not like he got cancer and passed away or this. It's just something like, oh, goofed up. He took a.
1: Or actually like was a- it's like an ambient or something, right? Yeah,
3: he mixed a drug with another drug like that. Did, this didn't gel, and it killed him. But, but there was also that rumor that the Olsen twins killed him. So,
2: so I don't well, know. Well, yeah, that is that's, true. That's probably what happened. I don't know. There's a lot of mixture with that. He, you know, saying that he got too much into his Joker character, and... <laughs> Excuse me. So he was lacking sleep from that. Then he had pneumonia because he was doing Doctor Persimius. I can't remember the imagination of Doctor Persimius, which actually is a pretty good movie. It's just very weird and wacky. So if you like weird and wacky movies, then you would enjoy it John, Johnny Depp one. finished that role, right? Yes, Johnny Depp and oh, that's, yeah, that's where th- Minnie Me. me. I can't yeah, his, remember appearance, th- his
3: appearance changed throughout the film. I forgot about yes,
2: that. Jude Law. Is in that movie right? Is it Jude Law also that's in there also?
3: I do not know. What do you think about Jer- as Tyra Clawthing posted Jared Leto as the Joker now? What do you think about that?
2: You know, I actually was a big fan of Jared Leto, and then like you know, just on my so-called life and watching him in here and there, and then being the band member of uh, Thirty Seconds to Mars. But I don't know. I can't see him as a Joker. I cannot see him as a He's
3: going to have to totally 180 it. Like, uh, like I don't think Ben Affleck's Batman is going to be anything like The Dark Knight. It's like a whole different tone. Like, as a matter of fact, I have Batman and Robin on my TV right now. I just looked up, it's on. You want to see movies that could not possibly be more different, The Dark Knight and Batman and Robin. So I think that Ben Affleck's going to have to go that much different uh, from The Dark Knight. But I think uh, the Jared Leto Joker is going to be more... Grounded in like kind of fantasy and comic books, then Heath Ledger was like the like if the Joker really existed. He this was a real
2: person, but,
3: yeah.
1: But Heath Ledger, you know, Jack Nicholson, yeah, is good. You know, and for me, I, I think that that movie's way overrated. Uh The Michael Keaton original Batman, uh, no, no. whenever it come out. I mean, I like it. Don't get me wrong, but if you watch it now, it's all it's t- it's like I love the '80s, like that I'm thing Batman. I DJed last night. But I think, I think he really recreated, you know, that he took a role and, and recreated it. Like, like I was watching, and this may sound dumb, but for some reason this popped in my head. I was watching the guy that made the Segway, right? A documentary on him. And the guy that made the Segway made a, the new dialysis machine, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were talking to him about it. They're like, you know, how did you recreate the dialysis machine? You know, He took this big machine and then made this little piece of plastic. Which replaced this big machine, and he's like, the first thing I did was I took the old machine, and I threw it out and started from scratch. And I feel like that that's the way that Heath Ledger did. You know, he took everything about the Joker, threw it out, and he created a whole new Joker. Now, will Jared Leto try to try to be a Heath Ledger Joker, or will he try to recreate his I own? I think he's
3: gonna. I think he's gonna. He can't just do. Heath Ledger. I think he's going to have his, I think you're going to have Joker with like long hair and he's going to, I think he's going to be his own more his own person. Comic, yeah, his own thing. he's not going to be I, going, so uh, now we have to kill the Batman. He's not going to be doing all that shit.
2: I think he's got to be more cartoonish like you know, on, you know when we see the, I don't know if you guys watch um, oh my gosh, the Batman, the animated series Yeah, at he's going to be like I think he's yeah. got to be
1: more like that. Like the purple suit. He's,
3: I, I think he's, he's going to be more like the Joker. In, um, <gasps> oh, oh, did you ever see, there was a Sub-Z, there's a short film on the internet that's great called Grayson. It's a, tra- it's a fake trailer for a movie that doesn't exist about Robin avenging the death of Batman. And it's really highly produced and they have a great Joker in that. It's like I think that's the type of Joker Jared Leto going to be. I will find the trailer for you.
1: And somebody mentioned he, M- Michelle Pfeiffer. What was that horror movie she was in with Harrison Ford? Speaking of horror movies, that, you know. What Lies Beneath. Dude, that, that, that's a fantastic movie. I don't even have seen that one. It's, well, somebody mentioned Michelle Pfeiffer. For me, she's like, I mean, she is like the milf of all milfs. I mean, she's so <laughs> she's still so hot. But uh, even in Greece too, but, but uh, uh, What Grease, Lies Grease Beneath.
3: Greece too.
1: Yeah, yeah. I want a cool writer, a cool, 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 cool writer. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: I want You see. know, I didn't even oh, know there was a yeah. Grease 2 until, like, I was, like, in my early 20s. I'm like, why does this remind me of Grease? And what is Michelle Pfeiffer doing in this? Like, I had no idea.
3: And I watched both the Grease movies all the time when I was a kid yeah. Grease 1 and 2.
2: That's, see, Grease, the first one, that's another coming of age movie that I think is another classic one. The second one, one
1: I okay. think, has some better songs in it, actually. It does, yeah. It has Cool Rider.
3: It has um, that We're Gonna Score Tonight. We're going at the Bowling Alley. It's got that other song. Um, and, and, um, and like the.
1: Reproduction, reproduction. Yeah, that's it. Reproduction, reproduction.
3: They're, they're, in the, they're singing it in the sex education class. Yeah. Um,
1: but you know, the, the pretty boy in both of those movies, uh, they got, you know, he rode the motorcycle in the second one. He was the Cool Rider. Yeah, the cool, the cool rider. But he was the guy. He was the long haired guy, the little like Fabio in that. What was that TV series that he was in? He was like a cop biker. What's that guy? You're
3: thinking, dude. You're thinking of renegade. Oh, Um, but renegade was not uh, Lorenzo Lamas was in the first Grease movie. He played Olivia Newton-John's football boyfriend. Yeah. But the guy that played the cool rider was not – it looked like him, but it was not the same actor or character. Okay,
1: but, but the one from the first one was the guy from Renegade, yeah, right? Yeah,
3: that was – he had, like, no lines, but he's in that whole movie, and he doesn't even speak. He just stands there and looks annoyed that John Travolta won't leave his girlfriend alone.
1: And that's like when they're blowing kisses and stuff. Oh. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And then she and Olivia and he's like seems like a good guy and then Olivia Newton John like basically laughs in his face and blows him off to go so back hi to hi John hi. Travolta to John Travolta who's treated her like garbage the whole movie. So, what what's this guy's name? Oh, Cassidy. but he is John Travolta. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Sandy. Oh my god.
2: <laughs> so I just want to say real quick. I want to do a quick shout out because tomorrow is Bella in our chat. Tomorrow is her birthday. So happy early birthday, Bella. Yes, happy birthday, Bella. Bella, Bella bellissima. Bellissima.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> J- James, hey, welcome to chat, James. Uh, but yeah, yeah. He, he said, uh, who was in part two? I'm sitting here trying to find it. In
3: well, part two of uh, Greece? Yeah.
1: Who, who played that? You one? had uh, a. Ma- it be- was Maxwell. Caulfield in part two.
3: I don't. I, I know he was in, remember Empire Records with Liv Tyler?
2: Empire yeah. Records. He
3: played the sort of, uh, he played like the ex-musician who came to their store and they all in love with and he, he had sex with Renee <laughs> Zellweger in the closet.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that dude still got the looks though, man, at his older age. The one from yeah, part man. two.
2: See that makes me think of another coming of age movie that I loved, and that's Dazed and Confused, and that's more from my high school times. (sighs) Dazed and Confused, Matthew McConaughey.
1: I like that movie, Norma, but if I had to choose a movie that was like that for me, Mm -hmm. a movie that I think that was way overlooked, kind of a coming of age movie, is Detroit Rock City, which I was freaking awesome. Awesome movie. Seen that Dude, What's that? Sean, Rock Detroit Rock City is so good. Sean,
3: I swear to God, the se- when you were talking about that, you, you gave no hint that you were talking about that, and my mind was thinking Detroit Rock City.
1: Detroit- you, you gave oh. no
3: hint. We're, we're connected to the brain, Sean.
1: Yes, we are. <laughs> Ted,
3: a, is that not an overlooked cer- movie? We're on a cerebral level because I, I, my mind is suddenly sort of saying, he's going to say Detroit Rock City.
1: And, That's funny. And it's weird because, you know, it's like – it, it, these boys are, are, you know, they got tickets to to go to Detroit to see Kiss. Nights in Satan Service, yes. Knights in Satan <laughs> Service, but but it's, it's it's to the theme of Mallrats, Days and yeah. Confused, yeah. And, and for me, I, you know, you could put Mallrats, Days and Confused, uh, was it Empire Records or, or whatever that records was, all together, and it they still are below De, uh, Detroit Rock City. Norma, that Len movie Shay is so funny.
3: So Lynn funny. Was, well, well, Fanboys had the same. One of the kids from Fanboys was also in Detroit Rock City, correct? I think yeah. he was. Um, but Lynn Shay played the mom in Detroit Rock City. He was amazing. had Edward Furlong. Yeah, it's very, it's very, very similar to Fanboys in tone. It's about kids going on a road trip to go to, like, you know, they're like, we got to get into Skywalker Ranch. This is our dream. Well, this, we need a the trailer, movie, Tiger. Like, it's the same movie, but they're like, we got to see Kiss.
1: Kiss is the greatest band ever. And I remember on the trailer what made me laugh was their car broke down and all these girls pulled over to pick them up. And they're like, man, this is how horror movies start. And the other guy's like, yeah, this is how pornos start too.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was the dude. I don't remember the guy's name. The guy from Cabin Fever. Um.
1: And, and he, he always wore weights on his dong just trying to stretch it out. And that made me laugh. <laughs> Norman, you got to see Detroit Rock City. Tiger, can you play uh, the trailer for Detroit Rock City?
3: That I just remember Lynn Shea, the you know who's been in a ton of things. He's an Insidious. Something about Mary, she has that great line where she's she's like she holds up the record and goes Kiss, Nights nice in Satan's Service. Yeah, yeah. Did we you did ever, a load of shit? That's like that's what people that try to down all rock music is satanic. They just looked at the KISS and made up Nights in Satan's Service. Like, uh, I don't think that was ever what it was intended.
1: Dude, to be. that's a movie I need to get on Blu-ray, man. I have not thought about that movie in a long time. Here but, we go. You but you ready? It is really good. Yep.
0: <laughs> it's 1978.
2: Disco Those jeans are so tight, I can see you.
0: It's the last day of school.
1: Yes. This is better than the first time I got to finger a chick, man.
0: And to celebrate,
1: the night is young.
0: Four friends are busting loose and hitting the highway. I'm
1: making it.
0: Oh, man. Give
1: me this pizza.
0: to be the most repulsive
2: ah, no. <laughs>
0: offensive
2: I have never heard a ass before ah. oh. vile ah. 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 Ah.
0: <laughs> and certainly the most momentous time of their lives. You better have something really sinful for me this time, son. I just lost my virginity in a confessional booth. In Detroit Rock City, they're young, oh. dumb, Look at him. He's a moron. and
1: full of Ha ha ha
0: I'm sure there's
1: more where that came from, right? Oh, God. Uh-huh.
0: Detroit Rock City.
1: It's a girl walking along the side of the highway. We should pull over and help her out. I mean, they, they make scary movies that start out like that. Hey, <laughs> but, but they make porno movies that start out like that too, man. There you go, no, Norma. You, you, you know, you need just Amazon. Just buy it. Just I'm, I, you know, I'm gonna go buy this movie, Ted. Dude, I, I mean, good movie. I used movie. To have
3: the DVD Funny. of that movie, so I don't know. I don't have it anymore, but I know I, my friend gave it to me when I was like. I don't know how old I was, but I used to have it. now I don't. I don't know where it went. And it's I don't like, know if I traded it in or what.
1: And it's not that old, Norm. I mean, it's like right around uh, Jay and Silent Bob's straight back era. That's yeah, back like when late, that Late out. 90s, maybe? maybe? Like 96,
3: 97?
1: But it's really good. As a matter of fact, I, I, I know you hear them, but, but is Kiss ever in that movie? But, I mean, I, I know, I know you can hear them, but, but it seems like Kiss would be in on, I, on it.
3: I don't remember if they were, but the whole movie is just a love letter to Kiss. So it seems like they might have shown up. I don't know.
1: But uh, but, but it's really really good. And speaking of coming of age movies, I, I forgot about this one. And this is kind of about my life. You know, this is probably the truest uh, coming of age movie that matches me. That's probably boogie nights, Dark Diggler. <laughs>
3: well, yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, man. You're, uh, that, you hung some weights on your on your penis and
1: Woo. achieved that digger roller, status. baby? But uh, Norman, that that was a good pitch. That took up the, the whole show. That was that was really good.
2: <laughs> it's just you just keep thinking of so many more, and I'm like, oh no, but this one, but this one, oh, but this one too. Yeah. But there's just so many, and then you know, just everybody has. A different coming of age movie that just hits them in a in a certain way that just becomes like this is me oh I love this movie you know so yeah I'm glad you guys enjoyed my mo- my my question yeah. uh,
3: but, I love I can talk movies all day
1: but before we go you know Ted I want to thank you for filling in dude but I've got to get a one on one from you and, and I'm gonna go ahead and say spoilers I don't want to know the ending I, I don't want to know the plot I know it's a true story. I've been talking about this movie with Freeman Mommy for a while. Now, Freeman Mommy's telling me we got to go see it. Yeah, Freeman Mommy.
3: Uh, I know what you're going to say, and I'm seeing it. And, I'm gonna, I think me and the lovely Derek H are going to
1: go see it someday this week. And uh, I thought you already saw it. I, okay, I haven't seen it, but I know, what are I know the whole story. We have a sniper.
3: Yeah. I haven't seen it, but I know the whole story, what happens. Oh, it's, uh,
1: dude. I, I want to see it. Yeah. I, I want to see this movie so bad. And Freeman Mommy was kind of like, yeah, 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 yeah. American Sniper. But now she's like, with Bradley Cooper. What's it about? It's up for six Academy Awards, Norma, you, and it's been out a hear- week in the theater. No, here, it opened
3: Friday, $90 million opening weekend, which is like, wow. summer mo- dude, summer movies don't even yeah. make that much money in their opening weekend usually. Like, it, that's, that's crazy for a January movie. Um, Tell me, it's what's obviously it about. The, it's I, I, about. Br- Well, it's about uh, there was a guy named there's a guy named Chris Kyle. He's the deadliest sniper in U.S. military history. Like he killed more people than anyone else, and it's just about his life story.
1: Wow! And and the the thing, and I don't want to know in chat. And please don't don't please don't don't tell me because a lot of times the listeners, you know, like like whenever Shane was a zombie, you know, the listeners like boom here for him and look at this. I really don't want to know, and me and Freeman Mommy, we may go Tuesday night to see this movie, or Wednesday night, because I I don't, even though it's a true story, I don't know nothing about it. And yeah. there, and there's a scene to where, uh, you know, like one scene in the trailer, you know, his wife's talking to him, he's at war, she's on, like like, the phone with him, because, you know, people can talk during... War times now, so like if you had a loved one in Germany, you could do Skype and things like that. But she's like, Yeah, we're having a boy, and all of a sudden you hear gunfire, and she starts screaming, He's under fire. Right after that, in the trailer, he's sitting at a bar, and she's like, Where are you at? and he's like, I'm home in town. And she's like, Well, how, why have you not come home yet? and he's like, I'll be there here shortly. So I got, you know, I don't know, Ted, I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's a violent guy in this movie. I, I, I mean, I'm totally clueless this movie, but yeah. I want to see it so bad. You, I, I, does he go home and kill his family? Does he not? You know, <laughs> I mean, it's you know the, the trailer is misleading so well, much. And Freeman yeah. and Mommy's looked up about it, and I'm like, don't tell me Freeman Mommy, don't tell me. But she she wants to see it a, a million times more than me now. Ninety million dollars, like, dude. I well, didn't realize that.
3: Yeah, the, yeah, it's it's one of the biggest opening. It's the biggest like non-summer opening of all time, or non-summer holiday because January is where they put all the shit movies that no one wants to go see. So for a movie to make that much, but I mean, like I said, I know the whole story because the guy, like I, I watch the news a lot. and He was, you know, there was a whole lot of interviews with him. There's interviews with his family, interviews with all sorts of people, and. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like it's it's weird because it's a true story. So you act like you can't really spoil a true story because it's, right. it's true. And it was all over the media, and there was a book about everything that happened. And and I remember I was like in the car talking to, to Derek about. It. I said, "Well, so and so," and he's like, "Oh no, don't spoil the ending." And then Gabe was saying, "Don't spoil the ending." And you sort of go, it's, "There are people that don't
1: know well, what I, e- I,
3: the story is."
1: I know the outcome, but I don't know the story. Okay. So I, you know, Freeman, mommy told me the outcome out of the blue, and, and, and right for knuckleball tonight. Was,
3: and this, all this stuff was not like years ago. I mean, all this stuff with that—I, that I don't know if it'll be depicted in the movie or not. I have to imagine it will be. This was just like in the last few years. This was not. This is not like a story from 1975
1: or something. Like the Marky Mark one that recently came out. that was a true story yeah, that, with the that, Taliban. That, all,
3: this, this movie just happened like 2011, maybe. Dude, 2010. You know.
1: yeah. You know, I, I, I work with people that was in the military, right? There's this one guy that, that I am that I work with now. He's been out there for about a month. And he talks to me all the time. There's a couple guys saying about joining the military. Mm-hmm. And this guy at work always tells me, he's like, Sean, you know, these guys are want to join the military, and, and I'm proud of it. He's like, you know, I went to Afghanistan a couple of times. He said, I can tell you, Sean, as an honest man, I shot three people. <laughs> He said it haunts me every day. He said, he said it was me shoot these guys in the face or they kill me. And he yeah. said it's the worst thing that I've ever done. And he said, yeah. I wish I could tell these kids that before they join the military. He's like, but my story is not their story. And it still, it still bothers him, dude. He's like, I killed three people.
3: I know a guy. I I'm don't like, know dude, I,
1: I'm always here. For, you can talk to me anytime.
3: Go I got my hair cut at the Super Cuts or someplace about a month ago, and the, the guy was cutting my hair to start talking about how his dad was a Navy SEAL in the first Iraq War 20, 20 years ago. And he says he just now is getting his mind straightened out from all the things he had to do you know, 20, 20 years ago. So, And I was like, well, what did he – he, he's like, oh, I'm not going to talk about it, but he's told me all about it. And me and my brothers listened to it and just go, good lord. So, Yeah.
1: But it, it's, uh,
3: and I think this American Sniper movie. You see some shots of Bradley Cooper's looks pretty messed up from some of the things he has to do from the trailers,
1: anyway. Yeah, yeah, you know, because you know, like I always saying, the guy told me at work. He said, you know, I can, I can tell you, Ted. My name is Sean. Now forget it. You can't forget it. Yeah, but but you know, just to. I really want to see this movie, Norman You got to see this trailer, man. It's all over TV. You know, Schindler's List was up for like seven Academy Awards. Yeah, this is up for six. I mean, it's critics are hard, and to get six nominations. Is, uh, it's, it's one of the best
3: trailers because it wasn't really a trailer. The, the trailer for it was actually just a scene from the movie, like a two-minute scene. And I remember they showed it in the theater, and everyone in the theater, like you could have heard a pin drop in the theater because even the trailer was so tense. Because uh, Norma, the tra- all the trailer is, is he's up on top of a building with a sniper rifle, and he's supposed to be covering some some American troops, and he sees this little kid come walking out, and the kid, the kid has like something under his his shirt and he's running sort of towards the troops and they go, well, there's a kid down there running. He's got something under his shirt and they go, do you think he could have a bomb? And he says, I don't know. So they tell <laughs> him it's up to you. You have to decide to shoot him or not. Oh, so Like wow. Cooper's like, well, he might just be some kid running on his way, you know, with a teddy bear under there, but he could have a bomb and he's going to go b- suicide bomb all those troops. So that's the type of stuff he had to deal with. and These guys have to deal with. And so he shoots <laughs> that kid and then it turns out he wasn't doing anything wrong. He just killed him oh. as a kid. But if oh, he doesn't wow. shoot him, and the kid goes and blows up a bunch right of soldiers. Then. gosh. You know, talk what do about you
2: do? moral choices and for the greater good. That's creepy. Oh.
3: That's so. I think you blow some little kid's head off, whether he was going to do something bad
1: or not. It's going to mess you up. You know, absolutely. Yeah, you, you can go on YouTube now and wars. You know, they got reality shows like like me and Angie used to watch. It was on like TLC or something, but it was a it was about a tank company. You know, and, and it was during war times, you know, but it's a reality show of this tank company, you know, someone would get killed here and there, uh, based like in Afghanistan and, and you know, mm-hmm. what was the name of that show? But, but anyway, you can go on YouTube now and look up like, like where soldiers have like GoPros and stuff on them. And, yeah. uh, there's one to where this, this guy is, uh, on the side of a mountain and, and there's people shooting at him from like a mile away. And all of a sudden, his leg, he goes down, they shoot him in the leg. But uh, you can hear the fire shots, boom, in the distance. And then like literally 10 seconds later, the rocks will, you know, will smoke up beside him to where they're missing him. But this is like, I mean, it's real footage from a battle like in Afghanistan or Iraq. But But it's weird how stuff like that, how war is so open to the public now because like say you go on youtube and just look up you know stuff like that you know the, you know the guy at work that told me that he shot three people told me to look up this video he's like look at this dude he's like you know there's a whole mountain over there and you have no idea where they're shooting you at they could be at the bottom of the mountain for all you know but you don't know where to hide and there's no rocks you know it was just like like a desert mountain and the you know the biggest thing to hide behind was maybe a baseball sized rock you know, so he's just sitting here on the side of the mountain hoping that he's not getting shot. And I think he ends up getting shot three times in this video, but he lives. Mm. But it's just like they're just shooting like hell, you know. And he's like trying to call in bomb raids. But dude, uh, I is. want to see American Sniper.
2: Me too. Yeah, I, I, Tiger, Tiger I'm, says, i going trying not play. to spoil.
3: I was going to say something, I'm trying not to spoil. even though I'm trying not to spoil, the yeah, story don't spoil
2: of this anything, time. Ted. Don't say anything.
3: Here you go. Tiger's going to play
2: the 10 things for us. Oh, wait
3: is the american sniper
2: crew. yeah never mind forget it
3: <laughs> he's up there looking out over the horizon with his sniper crew.
0: i got a military age male uh, on a cell phone watching the convoy over if you think he's reporting troop movement you have a green light your call over maybe he's just calling his old lady <laughs>
1: He's dialing it in.
0: He stepped off. Hold on, I got a woman and a kid 200 yards out moving towards the convoy. Her arms aren't swinging, she's carrying something. He's got a grenade, he's got an RKG Russian grenades, you say it to the kid. You say a woman and a kid? You got eyes on this? Can you confirm? Negative. You're called. Out. They fry you if you're
3: wrong. <laughs> Blammo!
1: That's crazy. Your heart would race like that too, right, Norma? As soon as the knuckleball is over, you have to go watch American Sniper trailer.
3: Absolutely. I mean, the act- that trailer works better if you can actually see it as opposed to just hearing
1: it. Because I mean, you, you know, does, does, does the military like these movies like this? But, but- uh, I I don't know
3: how the, I don't know how Chris Kyle's depicted in the movie. So we'll we'll have to I, I can't speak of what kind of guy he was. I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. But we'll see how the movie depicts him Because there, there are people that It's weird, it's like some people say he was a, he's a great American And all this stuff, there are people say he was a mindless maniac So I, I don't know There's a big argument going on about what who he really was I don't know
1: And, and you know, I know uh, uh, I'll be off next week But maybe if if we all see it Before before the next time Maybe you can swing back through here on Knuckleball And we can talk about it, Ted Cause I, I, Dude, I really want to see this movie it's uh, <laughs> it's gonna make me cry, man. I got a feeling. I got a feeling. It's yeah. gonna, it's gonna well, be a little You know, it's it's gonna. Even though we've not been to war, it'll hit home to where you like. You know, really feel bad for for yeah, this absolutely. or that or making decisions.
3: And, and yeah, and it's also the fact that it just made that much money. Like I, I said this earlier, it just didn't seem like the type of movie people would flock to in droves like that, but. Because uh, P- it's not—it's people want to see special effects Transformers movies and things like that. And for a movie like this, I don't know—it's it, weird that that many people would go see it opening weekend.
2: It's, it shows you where we're at, maybe. Six Academy Award nominations. You know what I mean. In. So TC got 10 Things I Hate About You for Me trailer. Can we just listen to it, please? Yeah. <laughs> please.
3: Norm is going to, are you, you going to balance your chin on your fists and go? Hah. I'm
2: like freaking out right now. <laughs> I'm like and love. Because I like my Sketchers, but I love I my Proud of Backpack. Proud back. of guy.
0: Bianca Stratford is the most popular girl at Padua High.
2: You're asking me out?
0: I'm down. I've got the 411. And you are not going out and getting jiggy with some boy. I don't care how dope his ride is. Her sister, Kat, is something else entirely. People perceive you as somewhat tempestuous. Honest witch is the term used most often. The only thing they have in common. I am the only girl in school who's not dating. Oh, no, you're not. Your sister doesn't date. Is one simple rule. Okay, you can date. she does but she's a mutant what if she never dates and you'll never date oh i like that for cameron no one will go out with her it's a problem and what about him i heard he ate a live duck once so you two are gonna help me tame the wild beast absolutely touchstone pictures presents a story for every guy who's ever tried you never give up, do you? Was that a yes? No. Well, then was that a no? No. Every girl who's ever hoped. <laughs> this is not That's good. Not, 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 and anyone who's ever been taken completely by surprise. She kissed me. Where? In the car. Ten Things I Hate About You.
2: Eek, I love that
0: movie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Crazy uh, Norma.
2: I know. I can be such a teenager sometimes. So, uh, but I love that movie. Yes. Anyways. Uh, you know, I do want to thank Tiger Claw
1: for streaming us tonight. Tiger, you are awesome. Mm. Tiger, if you'd be typing up where people can find you, uh what we'll the you in the mix. So go ahead and type that up uh, so you can tell You're us. You're welcome. Ah, to... uh, yes. Thank you. We love you. Can uh, we ever get the real Tiger Claw online? I wonder. Hmm.
3: Unmask yourself, sir.
2: Show us who you really are.
1: I'll be back. <laughs> so uh, Mr. Tannikin Where can people find you ZombieCast Mondays at What times
3: It is 8 Eastern 5 Pacific
1: Yes Yes And Tedekin on Twitter And all that stuff T-E-D-A-K-I-N Nice Nice And Miss Norma Where can people find you
2: you can find me on Twitter under Normy477, or you can come game with me on Xbox Live under NormieBug. I really like Plants vs. Zombies, so come join me there, or you can find me with Ted and Sean and Matt on ZombieCast on Monday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on allgames.com.
1: Nice. And Mr. Tiger Claw, where can people find you?
2: You can find Tiger Claw on Twitter at Tiger Claw305.
1: Tiger Claw 305. And is that your gamer tag?
2: That I don't know. On Xbox One? (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Nope. It is not.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Tiger Claw 305 on Twitter. Follow him. Kind uh, of. Kind of.
2: 503. (laughs) 035?
1: It's spelled different.
2: It is spelled different. But you can find him under TigerClaw305 on Twitter. So there you go. And I'm sure maybe from there you can find him on Xbox Live. He might have that written, written down somewhere there on his bio. Uh, uh, it's spelled T-I-G-R-C-L-A-W. TigerClaw. Oh,
3: there Claw. you go. TigerClaw. Let's play some Forza Horizon 2. Freeman let's all, let's had a big wiener. Whoa, Tiger. Oh,
2: my. Freeman had a
1: big
3: wiener. <laughs> Whoa. Tiger so. Claw, my goodness. <laughs> I can, can't. He, can Tiger please control himself if he's going to uh, stream
2: shows? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: You're crazy, Tucker. I should a lot. What? I shit a lot. <laughs> shit
3: shit a lot. lot. Huh? That's healthy, man. I he must be eating a lot of eats a lot of greens. He's
1: eating very well.
2: I should yeah, have I bet you
1: do <laughs> I kid, I kid very you, very Tiger. I was saving that in. He does not so uh, you can
2: he, find, his gamer tag is actually T I G R C L A W. So that's where you can find him on Xbox Live. Thank nice. you, Tiger, again for streaming our show tonight. Yes, we really sir. appreciate it. You we were, saved us.
1: Woohoo. You did, Tiger. Thank you. And uh hopefully I get this fixed for tomorrow night. Uh Tiger, you're you are a blessing. Uh Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're right. welcome. And you can find me on Twitter.com slash FreemanDaddy5. Go follow me over there. And my Xbox One gamer tag is FreemanDaddy7. So have me over there for uh, some gaming. i got to get s- some Forza Horizon 2. So I can play yeah, you got to pick that
3: up. That game is that really, really good. So we, it's, we'll, probably, it's, it's probably my favorite. It
1: tr- it's good to see you again.
3: Thank you, Tyra. Um, Forza Horizon 2 is probably my favorite. drive. might be my favorite driving game. Not my favorite racing game ever. Uh, but it's probably my favorite driving in like r- real-world set, like in cars. It's pretty amazing. So,
1: so how many people can race, Ted, if, like, if we get an online community?
3: I, I don't know, but I imagine a lot. But, I mean, if you had it, I got it. Sub-Z has it. Derek has it. Tiger has uh, it. Tiger Claw has it. Um, uh, and you have the whole Drivatars thing. As you saw, it's fun to find your friend's Drivatars and
1: crash the crap out of them. Dude, if we get 10 of us, man, and we do a race, man, that shit would be fun. <laughs> That would you be awesome. You, do,
3: you can do races like across the whole map, like road trips where you drive for like – it's like a 10-mile drive across the whole map or something. So the race would take forever. And what's cool about it is you can be going off-road to get there. You can be cutting through the trees. You're not you're not stuck on a track in that game. So like if you if you just race on a road trip, there's no checkpoints to go through. You literally can just go through the fields. And that's the type of race I'd like to do with a bunch of people.
1: So yeah, I would just sure. like to have fun to be like, all right, we got to go get a single file. Can order. you do stunts in the game?
3: Uh, you can't. You can go off jumps and stuff, but you can't like not like SSX. You can't like flip the car or anything by hitting buttons. <laughs> but you can definitely jump. I mean, I just got Sub Z knows this. I just got the General Lee last night. I actually bought a, a charger, and you can download a General
1: Lee skin from the Dukes of Hazard. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. One game that I liked like that was uh, San Francisco Rush, I think. Yeah. Where so you can do like the San ramps and you could do the jets <laughs> and do all the flips and stuff on the stunt boards. Right. That was a lot of fun. But uh, but but we want to thank all the Knuckleballers that are joining us live uh, and all those that are downloading us on the feed. And please leave us a review on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. They go over to All Games Radio and support all the shows over there. It's from the creator of G4 TV, which is really, really awesome. There's a lot of good shows over there. But on behalf of Mr. Tiger Claw himself, Mr. Tedkin, Miss Normal Latte, myself, Freeman Daddy 5, we call episode Coming-of-Age Movies a total rap. Boop, 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 boop. Bye. Tiger, Tiger, as we always You're do. You're welcome again. Yes, thank you. And Tiger, we will let you tell everybody to sign off the show goodbye. <coughs> Freeman
3: has a big winner. Hmm. <laughs> and that's a wrap.